Welcome everyone, this is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge. And it's a two-man show today. I got Baloney with me. Southside Bum is on assignment. Um, I think I'm going to actually have to change my name from head bum in charge to head bum is cold. Because we were at that game yesterday, BNO, Bums Night Out. And I wish I had a BSI Bum State in. <laughs> were did you finally defrost yeah yeah I, I i took the longest hottest shower i could possibly imagine i think i just took like a half hour shower of just pure heat um so if, if you guys follow us on on our socials the uh the bums went to the worst possible game you could imagine with against arizona but now it was the game shitty but the weather as well we planned on tailgating we had everything set up we got at, right there downtown uh, you know at the stadium on time er, nice and early for some tailgating at 7 30 a.m and you know an hour later rain just fucked everything up i will say we made we 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 did the most with what was given to us i thought um everybody for the most part hung on and we were troopers man um you know bears weather i've talked about on this podcast that bears weather is a myth basically because a team from arizona showed up and just bullied them whether it was windy or cold and it didn't really matter they were going to lose that game regardless but yeah it sucks for the fans like us we've been planning this um bums night out like you said um shout out our buddy white boy he sent yes, out thank the invitation. you, right. thank you got, rick white he boy got rick. tickets uh since july our our first text message was in july planning this whole thing out and a little rain wasn't going to stop us. It almost did for a minute there. I've been conditioned to not really worry about the weather just because of my job. And I'm just used to Chicago weather, whether it's cold, rain, wind, heat. I'm yeah. typically outside, so I kind of dealt with it. But the fact that the cold, wind, rain, sleet, hail... <laughs> But added on to that shitty Bears thing, that's what was the crippling, defeating factor. If this was a, a good team with aspirations or even just a, a, a little bit of give-a-fuck attitude, it might have been different. But we walked into that stadium knowing we were defeated. The fucking rain didn't let up, and it was just sad. It was just like a sad showing. The stadium was based... What, what would you say was half full? It, it, I would say... Maybe 60, 75%. No, that's that's being generous. I think maybe 50, 60% full. There was a lot of fans that didn't show up to that game. And either they stayed away because of the weather. Um, I know my brother was supposed to go to the game yesterday as well. And he sold his tickets on Saturday because he saw the forecast and was like, fuck that shit. Um, But I think it's a combination of weather and just fans being apathetic right now and Nothing happening until Nagy and gets fired. Pace maybe gets fired. And the biggest thing like, I told you the other, like I told you yesterday, is like like you said, we you know we got these tickets back in July, and we're all you know beating our beating our drum here, going yeah, Justin Fields versus Kyler Murray, fucking shootout, yeah, yeah let's yeah. fucking go, man. Who cares if it's December, you know? And Fields is out. 
Hicks is out, Max is out, Roquan's hurt, A Rob's out. Fucking half the team Na- just Nagy's doesn't want to fill in. Yeah, Nagy's still in. Half the team doesn't even want to fucking play because I, I, I'm at this point. I'm thinking half that defense is just like, oh, oh, my hamstring. Ah, God, man, I wish I could play today, but you know, I probably should just sit out and rest. Oh, God, damn, I really want to be out there. You know, self-preservation from these players at this point, and I don't yeah. blame them realistically. Um, but yeah, man, it's just sad. I've been to I've been to some really cold, below freezing weather games. I've been you guys to, went to that I've Bears Packers game of, like in the we end of the, December when it was like negative thirty out. Yeah, I I've been to that game, the Bears Packers game, and like super negative thirty, like it was negative yeah thirty. I've been to a Saints Bears playoff game that was just cold as can be and snowy, but the fans were there. It it could have been 80 degrees and sunny. We didn't give a fuck because the teams were actually good. This was, I've never seen soldier feel like that. Everything about it, the players, the fans, everything. It was just defeating. It was just, we were just sitting in our own misery. Yeah. Um, You can, like I was saying, you can see the fans are starting to get apathetic and this is the bear. This is the McCaskey's worst nightmare. If this is the trend going forward now where they actually, can't fill a stadium. No one wants to watch Andy Dalton throw four interceptions and fumble twice, whatever he, whatever he did. Um, I mean, cause we left after like midway through the fourth quarter. Cause we were just done with it. Um, and Johnny didn't even wait till the fourth quarter. He just said, fuck this shit. I'm done. He at was half-time. probably the <laughs> smartest one out of all of us. Yeah. To tell you the truth. Johnny saved himself from misery from an extra quarter and a half in, of misery and sitting in the cold and, it's just yeah, halftime. Fuck this shit. I'm out, you know. Um, so he might he might be the evil genius on that one. Just call an Uber and go home. Um, but, but yeah, man, it's just more the same. It's more the same with this team, and we've talked about it on countless podcasts and stuff like that. But until they they get rid of Nagy, they get rid of Pace. Like maybe, like we said, maybe the fans finally not showing up will be the message that the McCaskies there, need there definitely because, like, wasn't those empty seats those empty seats man I had never seen it like that ever yeah no I've never I've never have either um and for the most part too there weren't a lot of the fire naggy chants or if there were they weren't as prevalent as you see them like on social media and the videos um I think just because like you said with fans are just sick of sick of going um I gotta say this you know I know we usually <clears throat> what a bum in MVB people at the end of the show. But I want I want to jump into a my what a bum for the week now because it's kind of relevant to our topic here, and that's uh, Ted Phillips and George McCaskey, and not for the obvious reasons of of just have running a shit organization. This is the first Bears game I've been to in probably about ten years, and I can say like going to a Bears game now is like the equivalent of going to like the high school nerds party and showing up and they got like wine cooler and they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. It is the most boring, least entertaining, like of any Chicago sports experience that you go to. I mean, the Bears score a touchdown. 
They got fucking six guys who run on the field with flags, and then they shoot off fucking fireworks that you look like you got from a gas station in Indiana. They they can't even spend the money for like legit fucking fireworks. Like the Sox hit a home run, and at least you get some booms, booms. These things look like they're the, just the little shit fucking things you shoot in the air when they score a touchdown. There, you look at other stadiums. You know, you got Tampa Bay. They fire the cannons. Minnesota, they got the the big horn. Like, there's just other fun ways to like interact and make the game enjoyable. They have the worst fucking PA announcer I've ever heard. Like, that guy has no business calling a game. Like, when especially when you have Gene Honda, who does an amazing job for the for the Hawks and the Sox. Um, and that I I sat there and I was more annoyed with the PA announcer and then just the blatant, like just like limp dick of touchdown celebrations that they need a, they need a whole new like party coordinator fucking guru or something like to make that game more enjoyable, better fan experience. It all sucks, man. I, we've, I, we, it's been ad nauseum at this point. I don't like the experience at soldier field. I don't like having to walk a mile to go to the bathroom. I don't like the lack of basically anything in that stadium. You know, like we go to the White Sox game. If it rains, we we go down to the beer cave and we go down. You know, there's places to hang out. The, the, the Revolution weather, Tap Room. And... Right. If, if the weather is shitty, there's places to go. United Center, obviously, we're indoors, but there's bars. There's, you know, there's things to do. If you don't go to Robertson's ribs outside, like there's literally nothing to do with that stadium. You know, we got there early because of the weather and stuff. We couldn't tailgate any longer. We had to get indoors. We just sat there for an hour, not doing shit. It, I mean, it's a terrible, terrible experience. I talked about a last podcast, how Heinz uh, field was basically built right around the same time as soldier field. It was within a year of each other and it's night and day, man. It's just night and day. There's bars, there's restaurants, the concourses are big, there's things to do. Um, yeah, it's Soldier Fields. I mean, it's terrible. I can't wait to get to Arlington if that does happen. Uh, one yeah. last thing. I, I know you mentioned, like, the, the guys running around with flags and stuff like that. This has been a tradition for maybe since I could remember, and I don't know one person that like, likes it, the Bears Air Raid Siren. What the what is what is that's so what is stupid? That? That's what I'm saying. Everybody like they, I know hates this is this is like and then just keep doing it. The nerd in high school throwing a party and he thinks like the most annoying thing in the world is funny and cool, and so they, he keeps on doing it over and over again. I mean, like I said, it's just going to like a dork party, and like I said, the fireworks, the announcer, the flags, like put some get some real bears or something on the field, you know, like. Get like an animal trainer, bring out a bear to run through the the field or something when they score the a touchdown. Like anything just to entertain me and make it exciting. The McCaskies consider themselves, you know, like a first class organization. We got like a third rate stadium experience. Yeah. No, I mean they they had like and even the games that they do, like for the fans, like guess this and pick that. Like they're I think they make those like so easy for the fans to win. There's like, you don't ever see like a loser yeah. on those things. Um, and the entertainment wise, like 
during like breaks there's there's really like okay they do like those the fan things but like well it was halftime they had like some some dance some dance group or something or and they do like a little drum line it's it's nothing that's like makes you want to stay around and like check it out like it's i don't know it's just one big lame of suck in my opinion agreed and they actually somehow won that game on Thanksgiving, which they had no business winning. We and haven't then, been talking. Yeah, we haven't talked about anything. We yeah, haven't. So we had a couple. We had, we had a couple of weeks off. You know, we wanted to enjoy the holiday, and then we had a had a you know little vacation there. Um, but going back to even Thanksgiving, like that was the most pathetic performance. I had to just down bottles of wine to make that game more enjoyable. Um, they somehow won it. Like I said, had no business. I wish they lost against the Lions, so that could have been more reason to fire Nagy. Uh, but then they go on. Then they they beat the Lions, and then the fucking insanity starts. Of Bears are in the hunt. Ugh. And then let's get a two game winning streak. You fucking lost five in a row, and then you're gonna be talking about we gotta get a winning streak going again. And you when you beat the fucking Lions. Barely beat the Lions. I, I, I tweeted it out. That game was brutal to sit through just because between Dan Campbell and Matt Nagy, it was two fucking stacks of bricks for brains trying to outsmart each other. The fact that they both were trying to call timeouts on the same play in the fourth quarter lets you know all you need to know about both of those idiots. And I know the Lions had just won their game, their first game of the season this week, and I'm happy for them because they beat the Vikings. But realistically... Both those teams. I mean, it was just embarrassing. And it yeah. sucks that, like, week in and week out, we're on this national stage because we're the Chicago Bears. But yeah, I'm, that's going to be. I'm, I was embarrassed. I'm, I was embarrassed on Thanksgiving. I'm going to be embarrassed next week against the yeah. Packers in primetime. And then we got a Monday night against the Vikings, most likely being embarrassed. And then another three o'clock game. I don't know how we keep getting these national spotlights when realistically, anybody with a brain in Chicago is begging the NFL to flex us out of this because we don't want to be sorry, America. We are so we don't, sorry, yeah. America. We're, we're sorry to football fans. We're sorry for ourselves. Like we just don't want to sit through any more embarrassment on a national stage. <laughs> I mean, it's torture. It's, it's I, I, one reason I think they probably did it was because they thought maybe Justin Fields was going to come in and start chucking the football and running and being the next Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson, and it was going to make for entertaining TV fields versus Rogers fields, you know, versus. I mean, I guess Kirk cousins isn't really elite. So we'll yeah, but I mean, the, the bears Packers are always one of the games is always in prime time. And, you know, like the NFL likes to suck its own dick with the oldest rivalry and sports yeah. and this and that and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I just don't want to sit through it. I, no, I don't I've even been, I don't even I've invite people over enough. for games. This, I stopped and I, I invited people over for like the first um, for Justin Fields, first game, you know, in those those first couple games, it was like, hey, come watch the Bears, come watch the Bears. I, I stopped inviting people a month ago, you know, it, it two two months ago or a month and a half ago. It's it. I have I don't want pe- miserable people at my house just being all pissed off because it's a sad shit show to watch. Um, but yeah, the the national nightmare is almost over. 
we're in week 13, we got five more weeks, and then we can put a bullet in Nagy's head, set him out the pasture, give him the old yeller treatment, and then hopefully Pace is digging his own grave too because I think anything was more prevalent this weekend was that Pace is, has not constructed a relevant football team you can field anywhere in the near future. I mean, yeah, they got some injuries, um, but there's there's literally no depth on this team. The, that the next man up mentality doesn't exist. It's it's just you got you got a guy out and it's just like a leaky hole in a boat. You know it. There's there's no one. They don't they, no no depth. And now they're talking about the NFL salary cap like going up next year and seeing like oh Bears can Bears can have forty four million dollars in cap space, but they they only have half the team under contract for next year. So then now there's talk that they can restructure all of the defensive contracts into signing bonuses and just keep on kicking the can down the road because Ryan Pace can't fucking write a contract worth to save his, save his soul. So now it's just, we're just going to be, it doesn't matter if how much this cap goes up. We're just going to be in constant purgatory or salary cap hell to the point you keep kicking the can down the road. And then you got to make Justin Fields, you know, a high paid quarterback and you're not going to have money to save, to, to get him under contract or, it just just trade you got to trade these guys. You got to cut them, you got to oh, yeah. just just you got to blow I hate to say it, but you got to blow the contract. You got Mac, Robert Quinn, maybe you keep him around. He's having a fucking great, but at this point Mac is injury prone the past couple seasons. Eddie Jackson, his contract was fucking a joke cuz he can't tackle anymore. You know, you're going to have to pay Roquan eventually. These these high end contracts they just they gotta go. Jimmy Graham's out. Tariq Cohen get him out of here. Allen Robinson, you didn't show I, up this year. I'm not re-signing a Rob. It's at this point it's no. They they gotta get someone who knows how to do contracts and not fuck this team just by just keep kicking the can down the road. Well, yeah, man, that's the thing is like we've talked about. It has to be Nagy and then it has to be Pace. It can't be one without the other. They gotta get rid of both because realistically. I know, Jason, they, like you said, they keep kicking the can down the road with the salary cap. But the window to win in the NFL, in today's NFL, is the rookie is, contract. Is with the rookie contract for, for your quarterback. quarterback. So realistically, we, we have four years to really do something. Then you can't afford anything because you got to pay your star quarterback. So having Jalen Johnson, Roquan, even Robert Quinn, and we have pieces, man. I mean, Khalil Herbert and Dave Montgomery are both good court or good running backs. You know, Mooney seems to be a pretty damn good receiver. Um, the problem is that when you don't have the leadership to help these guys, like you said, with depth and just roster construction, I mean, you're you're dead in the water. Yeah. I, I mean, if you can't build a, a solid roster with the money you have. I mean, you're dead, and that's what that's what worries me the most. Is if Ryan Pace keeps his job, all this 44 million um, that the cap goes up doesn't matter because you're gonna sign two more free agent tight ends, and we're gonna be right back where we were because you've seen that he really realistically can't sign free agents, and he can't draft or he trades draft picks. So it's yeah. like, without without getting rid of Ryan Pace, we're we're dead in the water. All right, I'm I'm done with Bears. They suck. Yeah, Everything sucks. Um, I will say one thing. I will say 
last thought is we did everything fucking right in that tailgate and only for the rain to make our food wet and cold. I just want to suck my own dick here and say I made a fucking awesome breakfast on the griddle and little chorizo, eggs, so veggies. If, if you want to talk about it now, we'll talk about it now because we I was going to pat ourselves on the back, Barry Horowitz style, and give the Chicago sports bums the MVBs because you're right, man. We couldn't have planned a better tailgate from the the coordinating of five different people and picking everybody up and, and everybody waking up on time like grown adults. If this was 10 years ago, we would have been late and we would have been fucked. <laughs> Show up at but, 10 o'clock. <laughs> yes, we, we all woke up on time. We all packed. Jason, you you bought the groceries. I got the drinks. And, and, and like we really planned out a really good tailgate. And if it wasn't for Mother Nature, that bitch, it would have been the perfect day. Regardless of the outcome of the Bears, um, win or lose, we, we I think we all walked in there knowing we, we weren't going to win. But the rain and the cold was a really fucked it up. But I do want to give ourselves a pat on the back, dude. It, it, it could have. It didn't. It went as smooth as possible. The food was good. We had enough drinks. Everybody was having a good time until the rain came. Yeah, and also fuck you to tailgating parking lots for not allowing tents or canopies. Oh, that's another thing. Biggest the fucking bullshit so I've ever stupid. seen in my life. Another reason that team needs to be fired in the sun. How do you how do you have a tailgating parking lot and now allow not allow a tent or a canopy? To go up. I bought one of those because I knew the rain was coming and I was like, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll we're always going to use it, you know, between yeah. White Sox games and everything like that. I'm like, let's just get the pop up canopy. I, I, I ordered it day of, um, picked it up, and then for, right walking in, the first sign, no tents or canopies allowed. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, I thought, I asked the security guide, I was like, do they just put that up there and then like, can you, you know, like it's a kind of like look, look, look the other, the other way, way. Kind of thing. Yeah. He's like, nah, they don't let you. And I'm like, what the hell? This is I, I like to know rain. who who doesn't let you. Is it like the parks department because they run that lot like everything else in that fucking monstrosity? Or is it a bear's policy or or I like it's to gotta know. be like liability for the wind or stuff like that. But we I mean, we're all grown ass adults. We know how to freaking set up a canopy and tie it yeah. to the ground and stuff like that. But dude, yeah, that that kind of took the wind out of ourselves, too. Yeah. All right, so I'll save some I'll save some socks talk for when Johnny gets gets back here. Um, but the MLB got locked out last week. No CBA agreement been been reached, and coincidentally, no free agent players for the White Sox. Well, except for a pitcher guy, um, but no second baseman, no right fielder, nothing that we need. It's I think it's back to Jerry Reinsdorf crying poor again. No, I don't have the money. You know, they're already going to have like 180, 190 million salary cap. So Jerry's probably already having a minor grabber at that, at that number. But I, I, I think this is, I think we're going back to, you know, crying poor socks management. And like I said, we can talk more about it when Johnny comes back, but None of those, none of those top guys. Cubs are Cubs are have a shit team to feel, and they're signing Marcus Stroman and maybe Carrera. And as a Sox fan, I'm jealous and pissed at the same time. Yeah, I will say, I I know every offseason with the White Sox, you're more pissed off than most, or at least us. Um, I was reading an article saying how most Major League Baseball teams, and this goes, you know, like you could see the Yankees and the Dodgers and all the big name teams really haven't done anything either. So, and not just the white Sox. 
I think a lot of the owners and GMs are waiting until the CBA comes through to realize and to see what changes. Yeah. So I don't really blame them now. I will be mad once hopefully the deal gets passed and, and, and we play a full season of baseball and stuff like that. Once the CBA gets rectified and if the White Sox don't address issues because we've talked about the window, the win now window is, is open. Then I'm, I'm going to be right there with you. I'll be right there with you, you know, picket lines, yelling at Jerry for pocket pinching and stuff like that. But I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt of waiting until the CBA is over with. So we'll see. It's, it's yeah. kind of a wait. We'll, we'll talk some more when Sox, when Giant comes back. So I have a question for you. Okay. I, you know, I, I just thought popped in my head. You know, you watch a lot of football games and you know, it's like, especially like with Fields and, you know, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, you got the, the, the scrambling quarterbacks and they always do the nice, like, slide, you know, to get themselves up. You know, I don't think I could do a slide if you put a gun to my head and say, run and do a slide in the grass. I don't think I could do it. I haven't played baseball since the second grade. Realistically, I I mean, I was a forward in soccer, so I never really did a lot of slide tackling. I didn't play much defense. I will break both of my legs trying to slide. I would either I would if I did a slide, I would either just like fall flat right on my ass or I'd slide and dig my foot foot up or something and like tumble yeah. forward or something. No, my I don't, bad I, don't foot... I, I would love to know that how many grown adults could like hundred bucks right here do a running slide and no dude my back foot sleep. would get caught in the turf and caught be behind my ass and it's just like we got an Alex Smith situation. <laughs> um and realistically dude Professional NFL quarterbacks coming out of college, going into the NFL, you, you've seen this time and time again. They have to learn how to slide properly, too. Yeah, It's not an easy thing to do. Um, so, yeah, if, if you ask me to slide right now, I'm going head first, crocodile mile style. I mean, there's no <laughs> way I'm sliding with my feet. Yeah, except except there's no water and plastic tarp to glide you. you I'll take just, my chances. You just belly I'll flop the right mark, in the, gr- belly flop right the, in mark, the grass. <laughs> the Mark Burley style of sliding. <laughs> yeah. All right, another question for you, mm-hmm. Enter- entertainment-wise. So it's now Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. One, I don't know what the fuck Pete Davidson does to snag all these fucking smoke shows. However, well, yeah, maybe. It's gotta- However, I am under the theory that this is a relationship of you know quid pro quo where all of – Kim's sisters are, especially with Courtney and Machine Gun Kelly. I'm thinking this is, oh shit, people aren't talking about me anymore. So who can I bang to get my name back in the spotlight? She don't want Pete Davidson. I mean, especially how do how do if you're Kanye West, how do you feel she divorces you and then starts banging Pete Davidson? Like that's got to be a fucking ego killer well, right there. That's one of the things. Like how much of a wet blanket is Kanye West that the first guy she runs off to is fucking Pete Davidson. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, you you talked about, or you, you mentioned it now, and we I've had this conversation with my wife, and she said the same thing, is you see Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, and you see Travis Barker and Courtney, 
and oh, I'm now sorry. it was him, Courtney and Travis Barker. Yeah. Sorry, not. But Courtney you see, and... it's the same. I mean, it's all the same dudes, all the same girls. Yeah, you see, they get all the headlines, and Kim is like, "How do I get in on this action?" It's the same thing when they all started dating NBA players, dude. It's it's like a trend. Yeah. Instead of like fall fashion, it's like what's the guys of the week, and they went from basketball players to emo kids, basically. So butthole, it's all butthole eye skinny, comedians, skinny tattooed emo kids but yeah i i don't know it's such a weird dynamic that whole family um but i'm like i said i'll keep saying it, i'm happy for travis barker whatever he wants to do i'm fine with. <laughs> travis um, barker stayed. and i guess pete davidson too dude ariana grande kim kardashian um who it was larry david's daughter right cassie david oh um, and uh, kate, Be- a- kate beckinsale kate beckinsale that guy's laundry list is it's a better resume than you know like most actors in hollywood i mean it it, 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 like leo dicaprio might be the only one who can trump pete davidson's it's crazy so yeah like i i mentioned it or i mean when you brought it up i just did the gesture i mean that guy's gotta be swinging a freaking sledgehammer that's the (laughs) only explanation ariana put him on the map man like that's she just she 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 like pushed him up the dating ladder like quality wise because he probably was you know, banging fives, and then now Ariana comes along for some weird fucking reason, finds him attractive, and then every other. I mean, I the one thing I will give him credit for, he's fucking funny. I, at least I think he's funny. I don't um like he doesn't get much. Like he's only on like a sketch or two every, every in Saturday Night Live, and Saturday Night Live hasn't been funny in a long time. But him himself, I, I enjoy. I enjoy his comedy, and he just looks like a, a guy that you could hang out with. And then coming coming from Kanye West, obviously it's polar opposites. Kanye West, I don't think anybody could have a conversation with it at this point. This guy's living in Mars. Yeah. Um, here's a story for you. Jack in the Box is acquiring Del Taco for five hundred and seventy-five million dollars. So I saw the, that. Is that is that the most is that the the power couple of the fast food world right now? Is that is that the Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, or is that? I feel like it's that sh- would be a bigger story if we were. Have you ever in, had Del Taco? Like, well, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It would be a bigger story for us if we weren't like if we were in a flyover state. You know, yeah. if this was the Iowa sports bums or you know like the <laughs> New New Mexico sports bums, we'd be like, holy shit, this is big. But realistically, we don't have many Jack in the Boxes, and we don't have any Del Tacos that I know of. I've had Jack here. in the Box uh, when I was in Seattle. It's it's not bad. Yeah, no, it's I've had bad. it too, uh, like on road trips and stuff. I never had Del, never fine. had Del Taco though. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I mean, I think my parents, so, my dad, would disown me if I went to Del Taco. So, what do you think would be like the equivalent for Chicago of Jack in the Box and Del Taco? I, I, and I don't All want right, to say so. necessarily maybe Taco Bell because that's like a national chain. Yeah. What about like, isn't there like a bunch of uh, taco burrito kings? Yeah. What if like there are. Portillo's, if Portillo's acquired and... all the taco burrito kings or something like that? TB, TBK or, or like, Tillos? Yeah. yeah, TBK or even Zaka Tacos. They got a bunch of locations. The uh, It's, it's got to be something like that. Yeah. that was, Italian beefs and, and tacos? Yeah, like freaking Giordano's acquires Zaka Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it'd be kind of probably more pizza and because I don't think there's not really like a yeah, it's Portillo's. It's it'd be, yeah, they're the right. kings the of Chicago at this point. The, yeah, yeah, the equivalent would be like 
Giordano's or like Luminati's like buying Portillo's. That would be like no, Chicago. At, at the, opposite. Right, right now, Portillo's. Portillo's, sorry, Portillo's is yeah, sorry. Yeah. Portillo's buying Luminati's yes. or Giordano's. That would be like yeah. the Chicago or even like, food power couple. Wait, hold on. Now this is a a a, a, a thing. Portillo's buys Connie's, Ooh. and then there's the Connie's Pizza in like most Portillo's, like or they have Barnelli's or, or the Ritz. Home Run In Pizza. Yeah, Home Run In, one of these things. So now they Portillo's is already the best thing going in Chicago, like fast food and stuff like that. Adding a decent size like pizza chain to that already. I mean, they already got like Portillo's already has like the Barton or Burton. Right, that's Bartone. what I'm saying. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah, the Barnelli's called. pasta. Yeah, I like Bartone. the Barnelli's pasta, but but replace that with like a you know Connie's pizza. Home run that's, in pizza. Yeah, Connie's right or home there. run in or something. Yeah, that's that's a, like that's a. Hey, if Mr. Portillo, if you're listening out there, we just made you another fucking billion dollars right there, my man. Cut cut us in as and sponsor the bumcast here since Cons- we just made you a <laughs> shit ton of money. Consultants. Yeah. See, we just. That's what we, we're, we're evil geniuses over here. Um, or just, just fat guys that know food. No, that is that is true. And I don't know if you saw this too. The, uh, Netflix and Dave Chappelle are developing another special. So Dave Chappelle basically said, fuck you to to cancel people. And they're making another. That's not a surprise. I mean, all of his specials on Netflix, like break records and stuff like that. Yeah, and he's getting a boatload of money for each one, so it's like a match made in heaven. Go, oh, good for him, you know. Um, all right, I got, I got no other stories or questions. I'm just, just shooting the shit right here. So if you want to MVB someone or want to bump someone, feel free to go ahead here. I had a, I've got a bum for sure, um. And it's Jeremy Collihan because look at how good the Black Collihan. Holy been shit, since, man! That's since a he's night been day. gone. This it should have crazy. happened three years ago, man. It should have fucking I happened thinking, three years ago. I was thinking to myself after. I mean, the Islanders are, are a bad team, but the fact that the the Blackhawks beat them the other night, I was just thinking to myself, it sucks that they kept Collinson for so long because they're good. They're a decent team. I'm not saying they're they they could win the Stanley Cup. But this team, the way it's constructed and with the veterans on this team, they should easily be, you know, fighting for a playoff spot or at least like in the playoff hunt. And right now they're scrapping just to get above sea level and it's going to be a long uphill battle, but they're good, man. And they're at least fun to watch. And so my bum of the week, they might be bum of the year. Uh, Jeremy Collin, man, he's just a bad head coach. We all knew Fuck. it. And the fact that the Blackhawks are this good I mean, it just shows it that, like, damn it, they should have done this earlier. It, it just still blows my mind how, like, inept all of our Chicago sports run franchises office. are run when all the fans can see something that's obvious and it takes years for the organization to finally, you know, take their fucking beer or their blinders off and and realize what's in front of their face, like, we, we sat through 20 years of shit with the Bulls be, before they finally made a change. Everyone said Colleton wasn't, I mean, and I, and I was, I told you, I said that, you know, Quinville shouldn't have been fired f- for the Hawks woes, but I mean, 
with the scandal it doesn't really make well yeah that's a, it's a moot ice, point now he could have been fired for the off ice stuff but on ice he was still a good coach and it yeah, wasn't it was it wasn't bad he, it was he was more was of fucking bowman. bowman just shit that team but the it they fire colleton and the hawks won like four in a row i think it was and they're and they're still winning games now they're it's it's amazing it's it just makes you wonder what this team could have done if they if they actually had a competent coach and now you're seeing that with obviously the bears uh you know hawks and i'm sorry socks to a certain extent with larusa yeah. i mean he he did do great at some points but then the playoffs he just went sleepy time bobos and ah just bad run bad run fire the chicago fire is a whole other different story on that that's, one that's, too dude, they're right in the same boat with all these miserable franchises that i root for and i will say um jay you mentioned it uh, it's a uh, easy for franchises to remain you know like the status quo and stuff like that it's hard for a franchise as a collective to have some balls and a lot of the chicago franchises that's what they're lacking they're just lacking decisive people that have a little bit of t- intestinal fortitude if you will they're lacking balls it took the bulls the better part of two decades to get rid of Garp and Pax and do something different. They finally did it with AK and you're seeing the benefits of it, you know, and and we didn't know if it was going to work out. You know, Billy Donovan had a, he's a good coach with a good track record, but we didn't know if it was going to work out with the bulls, but they pulled the trigger after a long, long time of misery and it's benefiting them. And, And it's the same thing that we keep talking about with the bears, like not firing the heads of the organization with Ted Phillips and George McCaskey basically not doing anything about it. Just have some balls fire. Same thing. Even the white Sox. your, your window is now go for the jugular. Instead it's easy to be like, Oh, we're contending. Let's just keep things the way they are. And realistically just, just pull the trigger. I I really hope that Hallis Hall sees what's going on at the United center right now and takes and opens their eyes and it's like oh okay that's what everyone's talking about yeah we should do that then yeah i mean and i will say the same thing went for the 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 cubs it was a hundred years of misery until um theo basically theo was the one that turned that organization around and he was obviously the right move but it took a long time for that to happen yeah uh speaking of bulls um as we record they just beat the nuggets and they were mm-hmm. shorthanded without DeRozan and without Caruso. So, hey, you want we, we were talking about lack of depth on the Bears. Bulls just beat the Nuggets without their their best player and their best bench guy. So, I mean, let the good times a roll because we saw them play that that Knicks game the other day. They were up big. They gave up the lead. They won a nail. They won a close one at the end. There, they're they're beating good teams, you know, and. We figured they that the way they're playing, they would probably beat up on the the bad teams and maybe get blown up by some of the elite teams. But even like the really good teams, they're they're sticking around and they're they're winning games. And they can they can hang with anybody, yeah, especially anybody in the East. They've shown that already. Yep. The Nets of the world, and I, I thought Boston was going to be better than they are. They're not, but like anybody in the East, Miami and and Milwaukee can't find their footing. I thought they were going to be better. They might, you know, post uh, championship hangover. The Bulls could hang with anybody in the East. That game against the Warriors, um, 
the Warriors are just in a class by themselves. Yeah, they might they might beat their own franchise. It's the, crazy how NBA good record. Steph Curry is. So realistically, but I'm I we never were going to compare them to the to the Warriors and stuff like that. So I'm happy with the way this team, especially like you said, kind of hamstrung by injuries and and things like that. And now COVID, DeMars, yeah, DeMars maybe DeMars he may be out. Protocol, we don't know. Might not. be yeah. false positive. Who knows? Um, he also got what was it NBA Player of the Week the month? Yeah, Player of the Week. Yeah, so um, they went no three no and doubt on He's that averaging one. thirty points and stuff like that. So they're again, they're like just we said, fun to watch. Like we said on past podcasts, you want to make that easy money. It's parlay a Bulls win with twenty points each from Demar and Zach, and nine times out of ten, you're going to hit that hit that bet. And that's that's probably going to be like a plus, depending on the opponent, the plus like two something, plus three maybe, and you're gonna you're gonna just put a little fiver on there and make some make some monies on the bulls. Um, so I got some liquor talk here because here we go. Yes, um, my MVB is my honey hole, my liquor store guy, because um, I was able on Friday and I had a very happy weekend because I was able to finally snag me the precious oh my precious Weller twelve, and Peter, I sent you the picture and you dropped the. By God Almighty, um, and it was just great because I built. I, I'm, I'm now on the podcast. I'm not giving out the name of my honey hole. Peter knows it. Um, Smart, but yeah, I just walked in on the on the Friday and sees me, and he goes, "Hey, good timing. I just got my shipment in." And he read me off his invoice of everything he got. He's like, "I got one well or twelve. Do you want it?" And I said, "Yes, I do." And I gave him my credit card. And you know, he could have. He could have, you know, had had that for maybe another customer or something, or maybe even kept yeah. it for himself. But he uh, he told me straight up what he had, and he didn't. I yeah. got it, so I I cracked open Dude. that that twelve the other uh, as soon as I got home, and it's everything you expect. Of course it is. I told you um, when you text me even before that you've had a really good run of of bourbon hunting. Um, you, you snagged the bottle of the E.H. Taylor single barrel and you said, you're going to be, you said, you're going to be mad at me and maybe a little jealous was it, but realistically, I'm not mad because we're, we share, we we share our finds, we share our bottles. So, so you're, you're Weller 12. I I might have to sneak a pour of it, but I I was happy. I was happy for you. Um, but yes, I do. I'm glad you mentioned your guy because now I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it just to support your local liquor shops. Obviously, Benny's is the big conglomerate in Illinois and, you know, they have everything under the sun, but they really don't give a fuck about you personally. Nope. And if you you develop these relationships with the mom and pop shops and stuff like that, it'll go a long way in benefiting you and it benefits them. Obviously you're giving them business. You're giving, you're keeping them afloat. And then every so often they hook you up. Um, like my, what they my, did with you. <laughs> yeah. My bodega shout out my guys at the bodega. I also won't, won't give out the, the place because that's where I've been finding a lot of my stuff. But the, the couple of days after you found your EH Taylor single barrel, they got it on a Friday. I got there during lunchtime. And I was like, they had two on the shelf. And I said, they know me. I, I go in there regularly. And I was like, do you mind if I buy both of them? 
And realistically, you know, Benny's won't let you buy two. It's nope. an allocated item. You can get one and that's it. Most places do the same. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Take them both. And I, right away, I'm like, this is a relationship that's worth paying off. You know, like, obviously, it's paying off to come here and talk to them and, and not get mad when they don't have anything. You know, you, you develop this relationship and it benefits. Them. So that's all I'm going to say is just, just support your yeah. mom and pop liquor, liquor stores. And then any luck on flipping it for a one or 12? So that I'm still working on that. Like okay, there's, well, there's been wish... a couple of guys on, on Facebook and stuff like that. But if anybody wants an EH Taylor single barrel, I've got an extra. We could talk, we could trade. Just cost I, realistically, I, I'm looking for a trade. I, 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 and I want to trade it to somebody that's going to like, you know, appreciate it. Not just put it on secondary then for right. $300. And so that's the thing. They know, realist, the, my guys know that I'm not flipping them. Like I have my collection. I appreciate the bourbon that I'm buying. I, I open it and I try it and, and I'm collecting it, but I'm not flipping it. I'm not trying to make a quick buck on, on these bottles and stuff no. like that. And for, for all these people that are, because there's a lot of them right now, fuck you guys. Cause you're ruining it for everybody. You, you really are. And back in the day, you probably could have went and grabbed all the single barrels you wanted on the shelf before the bourbon market blew up, but everyone has to be idiots about it. It's, it's the people who don't even drink the bourbon who are doing it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you get into it, but um, me and the, me and the future wifey have been buying up like all like the advent calendar box liquor boxes. So we have a, his and her uh, Cooper's Hawk, 12 nights of Christmas. And then we have the Aldi, advent calendar which is 24 wines and then i also bought a 12 ipas of christmas from stone that's so awesome. right so right now we're we're starting on the aldi because it's got 24 days but a week from now it's going to be aldi cooper's hawk and stone beer all in the same night and it's gonna i might have to go through rehab after i'm done with gonna, after gonna, christmas and new year's the next Next couple bump casts you hear is going to be a lot of slurred speeches and slurred words. <laughs> I, don't, from, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to enjoy some bourbon like at some of these nights because it's going to be all wine and beer. Like, I don't know. I'm afraid to no, throw in some bourbon on there, too. I I haven't gotten I, I, I was too late for it. I follow a couple uh, bourbon clubs on Instagram and Facebook and shout out the Adventures Club. Um, Carmen Falco, who I keep telling people is probably one of the best bourbon follows. Um, obviously, he does ESPN sports and stuff like that, and, and he's known for Carmen and Yurko. But on Instagram, he does a lot of bourbon reviews and stuff like that. He was the one that turned me on to the Adventures Club, which is a bourbon society. They have an advent calendar, which is all bourbon store picks. Ooh. And I was too late to get in on it. They they did pre-orders and and they obviously like, it what takes they do, a like lot of pre-orders like in September, probably. So that's yeah, they think they did it in the fall. And, and I don't blame them because it takes a lot of coordinating to get like all these advent calendars like bottled and it's all store picks. So, you know, it's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, so next year I already got it like bookmarked. Like I got to get in on one of those for next year. Cause these advent calendars are awesome. I follow two guys on YouTube, ADHD whiskey and bourbon junkies. They're both doing it right now, which is 24 um, flights or, or little bottles of of uh blind tastings and it's been cool Ooh, to to, fo cool. to follow so i want to do it i want to No, it. you're you're right they're definitely blowing up because even if you follow any like you go into any binnies and they have like all of their like holiday like 
gift sets and everything with the glasses and the bottle and then they they have some of like the advent calendars there too there's their hallmark one now i think it's like hallmark wines and stuff but even like the mom and pop stores if you follow them on instagram they start posting like they get all these random like german beer advent calendars and all yeah. these other wine ones it's 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 crazy how how much that's that's blown up and and frankly i can't afford it financially or bodily with my liver to add any more advent calendars to my collection because we're already doing Aldi, Cooper, Sock, and Stone IPAs. So no, I'm trying to throw, throw some nice bourbons in there, a, dra- a nice dram of bourbon in there it's around some nights. No, and realistically, it's Christmas season. I got two kids. I can't be buying any more bottles. I told Julie I'm suspending bottle buying until at least the new year because it's like, this is a... Uh, this is a it's it's not a freaking hobby for the chi- for the cheap, you know. No, and, so. and I wish you I wish you didn't say that because now my fiance is going to listen to this and she's going to say we have a wedding to plan for and see if Peter stops buying bottles, you can stop buying bottles because I'm starting to get the shit thrown at me for buying bottles. Oh yeah, a couple bottles every week. Follow my lead and be a good husband. And stop buying bottles. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Well, no, no, you can't wink. Oh, hint, I'm sorry. Like, I'm wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I will stop buying bottles. <laughs> I will. I will save money for the wedding. <laughs> oh, all right. I think I'm done here. I gotta. I gotta go drink some more of my advent calendars here. Dude, yeah, dude, it's been fun. It's. Uh, I. I wanna. Uh... I definitely want to get into the bourbon one next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, as we mentioned, Southside bums on assignment. He'll be back next he's week. Still de- he's still de-thawing from from <laughs> the last game. I think <laughs> he he went he went straight up. Uh, um, the Shining with uh, Jack Nicholas. Yeah, just frozen in the snow. Not Captain right. America. Ah, oh, yeah. There you go. I like that one better. Um, all right. Again, that's baloney. Um, head bum is cold. See you next week. I guess. Fuck you, bears. Good night. Good night, Avi. Bye, Avi.